Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening everyone and welcome to Visibilities on a rather chilly, at least here in Malt, in uh, Maryland, uh, Friday night, November 19th, our last Friday before Thanksgiving. Um, I just was talking with our guest tonight and said, I think everyone got worn out at the after party last night because we're supposed to be doing the after after party tonight. And um, everyone's being awfully quiet. Uh, I think that perhaps we've partied hardy last night. Is that the case, Kim? Did you party hardy? Well, it did. It was an exciting evening, I have to say, and and um, a very fun after uh, after party show that went on pretty pretty late. I was getting really tired at ten thirty ish, and it was still going. So. <laughs> I think I gave up at about 11. (laughs) We had some great questions and I was so delighted that so many people from the planning committee, um, the gala host, Tom, Thomas Reed dropped in and we got to um, have a nice chat with him and um, razz him a little bit because he was quite the character. So for those of you who haven't had a chance to, uh, to hear the gala, you, you're going to want to for sure. And it has already been podcasted and um, I'm sure Tony can tell us more about where it is. Um, but um, Tony Stevens is also here and he was there. He was incredibly instrumental in pulling everything together for last night. So Tony, you know, kudos to you, the hard work that went into the gala the herding cats that was part of any production like that, um, you got to be quite good at it. So, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was quite a night. I didn't even make the after party. I passed out. I was awake <laughs> since Wednesday morning. So, I um, I literally uh, this is my after party now because I, I just crashed at uh, eight thirty four last night. So, when it was I- done, yeah. <laughs> After after all that you put into it, you deserved a good crash, probably. I'm sure. 
But I do think it was it was an awesome experience last night. Um, it's just it's been such a week of build up and build up and build up with all of the you know from Sunday edition to there was something else on Monday night and mm-hmm. Tuesday topics Tuesday and. I think there was another one on Wednesday a, night that I missed. There was. There was a, a community call Wednesday night on audio description in museums, parks. That's um, right, too. And, yes. Uh, visitor centers, you know, public performing arts as well. All the kind of other venues besides television, media, and streaming services. So, Right. And then, and then the rerun of Sunday edition and Tuesday topics. Uh, beforehand yeah. yesterday and then the gala which really was an amazingly well done um, I was very very impressed with how well it was videoed um, I thought the video just was done so much better than virtually anything else that ACB has put out on YouTube or uh, Facebook and that in the past it was just done superbly um, well, Tony can Tony can um, tell us a lot more about um, Doug Rowland, the producer of the video that ACB hired to put it all together because we wanted to have a professionally put together gala. You know, it really speaks to the commitment of ACB to make it just as beautiful through the auditory as well as the video. And I think Tony's work and Doug's um, professionalism. Um, maybe you can tell a little bit about Doug, um, Tony. Yeah, sure. So uh, we were very fortunate. It was a, a Doug Roland Films production. And Doug, who, uh, you know, a lot of us that worked on the planning committee, and thanks to Kim and everyone else that was part of the planning committee, it was really a team effort. We had about eight, nine people, a couple of staff. And, um, you know, we had been working since what, Kim, I guess like June. Yeah, uh, I would say as a so. Group. We, mm-hmm. we announced it. You know, Carl and Richardson, who's the other co-chair for the audio description project, along with Kim, and I announced it in maybe April or into May, we started to, to crowdsource the idea and pulled together a planning committee in June. And like Kim said, one of the things we wanted to do right from the get-go was make sure that this was going to be a, a something that we wanted to speak to a larger audience. And we know to do that, we had to sort of step up our game, particularly visually, because we as you know, people who are blind don't always often think it's kind of an afterthought, right? Um, but we, we opened up an RFP and received several proposals from professional companies. And one of the people that, that proposed was Doug Rowland. And Doug is a, is a director himself. He's, he was a, a nominated for an Academy Award this past year. Some folks may have checked out his film for Best Live Short. It was called Feeling Through, about a deafblind person uh, living in New York City. And, you know, we had a couple of companies that were very much like, you know, they, this is what they did, a gala for, like they did these type of events, the other folks, the the other two proposals we had. And they were, you know, we would have like several people on a team and it was all very mechanical. But I think we knew from the beginning and and very adamant about wanting, wanting it to have a story and a narrative, right? Because we knew this was going to be our first one. Uh, We wanted to come out of the gate and we wanted to come out strong. And so, you know, for me, in putting, because it was, you know, I had the opportunity to really be the one that reviewed the proposals and brought them up to, you know, Kim and our leadership team and Dan Spoon and Eric Bridges. And, you know, Doug is, was was a, just an incredible storyteller. 
And I think in that sense, we're like, you know, he was a small outfit, so to speak. He and another person, Cameron Tadeo, was the editor. Cameron is out in Hollywood as well, does independent film editing. Um, they were really the team. And so we brought the vision as a committee. And it was really credit goes to Doug for putting together just a fantastic uh, proposal as well as then we just worked hard. It was a lot of work. We had about 63 scenes. Like if you think of a, a movie thing, there were 63 different moving parts. And within some of those, there were five or six or seven other things going on. So like the introduction had a series of audio description clips uh, from movies, you know, Harry Potter and, and Frozen, and then a Stevie Wonder video. And uh, then we had to get the celebrities and capture them. And we literally had s- sort of people working around the world. And it was just very exciting. So Doug is just a, a fantastic person. You can follow him. Uh, just Google Doug Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D. And he's the director for Feeling Through. Uh, there might be excerpts of it on YouTube. Um, great story show. He had he knew our community. And that's why we knew he'd be a good storyteller. Because he had embedded himself for several years with the Helen Keller Center, Sue. Uh, Rosinski, who's CEO at Helen Keller Services up in New York City, Brooklyn, and um, had, uh, you know, basically been part of their organization to help film the movie for years. So he really understood particularly the deafblind community, um, but just understood our concerns. And, and he brought that to life um, in just really a fantastic way. It really moved so many of us. I think he, as I say, I just thought that he, that the whole thing came off so incredibly well from a logistics perspective in particular. Um, I noticed Joe Lynn has joined us this evening as well. And uh, this is, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure she had a lot to do with getting everything organized and getting everybody centered in frames and in frame and all of that. And, um, especially where, JoLynn, you're the, there's so many new titles in ACB these days. <laughs> JoLynn's our coordinator for the coordinator audio. Coordinator of the ADP, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, and thank you. I had intended to just listen quietly. <laughs> um, but no, I was not directly involved with any of the production. It was more, you know, in my position as coordinator, I'm more behind the scenes and, and helping to, to help things move, help things move along administratively and to work with the committees. But um, the real work was done Tony and the team and and Kim and Carl and many of the other ACB or ADP steering committee members and others. So uh, you're, you're much too much too modest, I'm sure. Not, not I've known for years that the administrative people are the ones that actually do the brunt work. Oh, um, and, and the people in the background, I always used to say, I'm not the one who wants to be in front of the microphone. I'm the one that wants to make sure the microphone is there for you to talk. Uh, no, I tuned in actually to hear the stories about the production, all of all of you know the nuts and bolts and how it was put together. That's that was just it must have been amazing. It has to have. It has to have. <laughs> Let me ask you to um I think it would be I'm guessing Tony is the person I want to ask this up. Um what kind of a turnout did we have for it? Do you know yet? So we, we're still waiting to try to get numbers from Peacock. Um, you know, that was a great opportunity because Peacock has several million subscribers. Um, and we're still trying to figure out how to, how to get that data. 
Um, we know, I think, I want to say we had six, 700 people um, on the website and then uh, similarly a pretty high number on ACB media. I don't, I, I apologize. I don't have, Jennifer Flat is our communications manager and she tracks all the data and she flew back to Savannah today and was exhausted herself. So she and I have just sort of been <laughs> in, in our caves today trying to recover. Um, but yeah, it was, I would say it was, it was equal to our general session type recordings for, uh, you know, which are, which were higher moments or our primetime stuff for ACB media. And then, um, we had, I think we did cross over 10,000 views to the AD award scale website. Uh, she'll probably text me in a minute. Mm-hmm. She's listening. <laughs> and then <laughs> and she'll get the numbers wrong. <laughs> but yeah, but we, um, I want to say, hold on. I'm trying to think we hit, uh, uh, I think we got maybe 350 people like maybe one time watching on the website, the AD Awards Gala website, which when you figure at a banquet, and this is the idea that Gala was going to be next year when we try to do it in person, we're looking to have maybe 150 people in a room. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the great thing about virtual is we, we greatly expanded that. And um, we're seeing it because donations are still sort of trickling in. It's going to be on Peacock through December 31st, which is the Peacock is the NBC streaming app. And, and will that mean that it's also on the AD Awards website? Well, that'll December be on 31st? indefinitely. Yeah, that'll oh, be on until okay. the 2022 gala. So you can go to adawardsgala.org and adawardsgala.org and it'll be there and it's also on our YouTube channel. It might come down from our YouTube channel for some edits um, if we're, if we're, because we do have so much commercial uh, licensed content on there and YouTube uses robots. It was very annoying. We had permission to use certain clips and still the robots on YouTube tried to shut us down. So that was the stress yesterday before yesterday, we were going to go live. Yes. So, yeah. That yesterday before we were going live, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, hours and hours. And luckily thanks to NBC who, you know, we were able to have the vice president of content for NBC universal engage with us, uh, in, in YouTube and really helped reconcile that. Cause people don't realize there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, like you said, production wise. But there's a lot of technical thing like clearances and licensing and all, all the elements of anything media. And when you're dealing with a brand like Disney ABC, Disney is the is the probably the strongest uh, protector of any brand in the world because the, you know the mouse matters, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and and we you know had you know I was on the phone for hours and hours with ABC lawyers this week, and um, so but but you know what was fantastic? There was all of them along the way on the broadcast side. We're so supportive of the program and we're doing everything they could because we, we had a hunch this YouTube robot issue would rise. Um, and pe- they were all going NBC and ABC both and Netflix and everybody was just going above and beyond and Apple to try to help us uh, make this event a success. And so to our to the people that were the award winners, um, they were so thankful, but we were so thankful for them as well, just to be so participatory in this inaugural event. It wasn't like just, you know, a patronizing pat on the back. Thank you for the award. And they'll go to the next award they'll get. I mean, they genuinely were humbled and, and we could tell we had, and you were talking about what was going on here, but they went, they went international. We had donations coming in from Australia. We had the secretary of culture for the Ministerio de Cultura de la Ciudad or the, the Mexico. Um, the secretary of culture for Mexico tweeted about it this morning or late, you know, late, late evening morning through the night, uh, congratulating wow. Uh, the winner who was from Mexico City and thanking ACB 
for our work to really elevate the importance of inclusion in the media. So it really was a worldwide event last night. And it was just very humbling that everybody stepped up and really just helped celebrate with us because it was a night to celebrate. And we're just so thankful that so many other people wanted to come to our party. Yeah, it really, it was tremendous. And the um, Channel 22, that's the English, Tony can probably say the Spanish for them <laughs> better than I can. Bendidos. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, I mean, that was so great to have that element included and, and to have, um, you know, to have her, her message, which she also did speak in English, but she spoke it in Spanish first. And that's, you know, that's the kind of diversity we're looking for. And to hear that list that um, the, the wonderful um, describer voice, uh, Nefertiti Modus. Um, it was I, wonderful. I always forget Oliveira, her. Yeah. Oliveira, that's, yeah, Oliveira. <laughs> she, she's uh, from New York and she works at the Andrew Haskell Braille and Talking Book Library. So I know her. Uh-oh. She does a lot of great work and, her description was just spot on. I mean, it was, it was engaging. It was a little bit playful. It was, you know, she had a nice little interchange with Thomas, the MC. Um, yes. About his beard. Just, it was very cute, you know, cause it, it's different, you know, you know, describers don't usually do that, but it was, it kind of like grew throughout the, the program and, we- and gave it that nice little touch that was a lot of fun. And that was all intentional. We wanted to make sure that this was a night that celebrated the describers and the narrators as well. And they were just as important a role. So we broke this, Hollywood says, that fourth wall, right? And, um, you know, Nefertiti was going back and forth a couple of times with, with Thomas Reed, the, the host of Read My Mind radio podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, they, were, they were really uh, a good dynamic. And, it was the, the, and what it required us to do was the audio description was in the main mix. Everybody cited uh, listening anytime is going to hear the audio description because we wanted to let people know what audio description was. And, and we had people writing to us last night that watched it with their children that n- never heard anything audio described, uh, but, but heard of this event and wanted to watch it. And now they know what audio description is. Uh, nobody could get out of the description last night. Yeah. And, uh, and it was exciting because it was just from an educational standpoint, uh, it was a huge success. It was also open captioned. So the, mm-hmm. the accessibility was right there up front and center for everybody to see and to experience it firsthand. And I think that really um, delivers a really important message. Yeah. I don't know whether anybody has, I truthfully have not gotten to it, but I was curious to um, see, has anybody checked out the Facebook page on it for comments that today or last night? Um, I know it was her name, Serena. Serena Gilbert is the um, the audio description social media person. Mm. She she manages the Facebook page for ACB's audio description project, our Twitter feed, and our new Instagram account. And she she said that there was a lot of really positive um, feedback going on. People tweeting and retweeting as they're supposed to do, and sharing, and just lots of really favorable comments about, you know, how, how exciting the gala was and how important the message was. Well, that is wonderful. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I said something last night about, um, on the after party and 
I've thought about it even more, I guess, a little bit today. Of 25 years ago, uh, actually 35 years ago, I think it's, it's close to it now. You know, whoever that was involved in it 35, 40, 45 years ago ever would have thought that it would come to this to this level much less go on beyond this um you know it's it's such a it's just proven what what acb can do what we can do as a community um and you know it's been a very very long haul um but there's been but and it's not always easy in this. And there are a lot of twists and turns along the way and major hurdles to overcome. But if we keep at something, look at how incredibly well something like this event and just the whole concept of so much audio description being available today. You know, when we look back at, even back to the CVAA um, that allowed us, what, 39 hours a quarter. It's just phenomenal to see in the last, it just in the, in the last, what's that, seven years? Um, ten, uh, how far, just how far it's gone and how so much of social media and streaming media and, and the networks themselves have actually finally embraced this. And that's just so incredible, I think. Yeah. And you it know, was- and it's and it's because of so many of people like you, Kim, like um uh Carl. Um I, I wanted to call him Richard. <laughs> I was getting his, his name inside out. <laughs> um you know, like people who, you know, when we went through the whole back in 2000, 2001 with the lawsuit and the whole problem with the FCC rules and all of that. And the people who at that point we were fighting to get 39 hours and then we were fighting for 50 hours. And now you've got streamers that are doing thousands of hours. It's just, and it's something that I think we all need to celebrate and we all should toast to. And I do just happen to have, something to toast with in my hand. And I salute all of you that have done so much with it for so many years. So here's a cheers. And anybody else that's got something there, I say it's a toast to, a toast to ACB's ADP, to people like Jolene coordinating it, to Tony, to Kim, to Carl, to so many people that have worked on it for so many years. And uh, here's my toast. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, that means a lot. And, um, and you're right. I mean, the, the, the journey, it was, it was really exciting because the first award that was presented last night was to Dr. Barry Cronin. And, and a lot of people, you know, before last night, didn't really know who Dr. Barry Cronin was. And in fact, we are calling our awards the Berries um, because there were two Berries that were pretty instrumental in ACB. The other one was Barry Levine from yes. Illinois who passed away 
gosh, over 10 years ago now, but he was such a huge advocate within ACB, he started the audio description project, was the first chair, and we lost him in 2009. And so, but Barry Cronin was the person who had the idea to think about, you know, he was involved with captioning at WGBH. And he thought one day, well, you know, what do you think about accessible television? And he started talking to people about it. And he sort of patterned the idea after watching, what did he call Mr. Wilson or something like that? The, uh, the voice of bowling on television, you know, the guy who mm. would stand behind and whisper, he's, he bowled a, a three, nine, 12 or whatever. <laughs> so you can tell I don't go bowling very often anymore. Um, but, and he took that and he ran with it. And, you know, we had him on Tuesday topics to talk about his memories of, you know, how did he bring it along? And, he was just so gracious and he just kept saying, I never imagined that audio description would be where it is. And this event would be recognizing so many major companies who are doing so much in the area of audio description. He said, it makes me so proud. He, and he really seemed like such a proud papa last night. Just he, he certainly like, did. He was still he was still on the after party when I was, left. He was. He was. He's now eighty one years old, and he was just so <laughs> thrilled. I said, "This week has just been such an up for him, you know." And it, being on Tuesday topics and getting the award and the recognition, and he said, and just meeting the people who who were involved in the in the gala, and he he was so kind and so gracious. It was just a pleasure to get his story out there so that people who are new to audio description would realize that there was this real visionary, which is the name of the award he received, that um, really had a dream about making television accessible for blind people. And um, that was a pretty amazing dream. And we have carried it a long way. But as my co-chair Carl would say, we've got a lot more to do and we're going to keep working. (laughs) We'll take a few minutes to bask in the glory, but we know there's still a lot of work to do in so many areas with audio description and the audio description project is working on all these different areas. Media, that's obvious from our recognition in the gala last night. That was a tribute to audio description in the media and streaming services and Procter and Gamble, the award that I got to present to Procter and Gamble for their game changer award. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they have really led the way for um, audio description of commercials on television. And I said in, in my presentation that how many of us who are blind have, have been, you know, with friends who who watch the Super Bowl as a classic example, and they watch halftime and they're all enthralled about the commercials at the Super Bowl. And of course, you, you can't be part of the conversation because they're not audio described. Well, Procter and Gamble has really turned that on its ear, and they are audio describing so much so many of their brands um, on television these days that you know, you're going to hear several dozen commercials almost every evening now that have 
um, audio description in them. Many from the Procter and Gamble brands because they do have a lot of them. But, um, but Indeed, for example. Um, if you've seen any of the Indeed commercials, um, Amazon is describing. Um, I, I like the one. It's a Crest commercial, but that's a Procter and Gamble brand, um, and it, it's it's so it's a toothpaste commercial. But I'm going to tell you because it's got a blind kid in it. Um, it's a school bus, and the school bus stops, and um, the blind kid with his white cane gets on the school bus, and he walks down the aisle. And there's an open seat next to a girl. They're like 10 or 12 years old, both of them. And he smiles at her, his big smile. And he says, hi, I'm so-and-so. And And she smiles back at him and she says, I'm so-and-so. And And that's really all the commercial says. But their smiles are so big and it's Crest. So, you know, Crest can make anybody (laughs) have a big smile, right? But it was a blind kid, but it was nothing about blindness. It was just... They thought it would be good to have a diverse character. He just got on there, sat down, smiled, and, you know, they were having their conversation. So, um, but we wouldn't know that if that commercial hadn't been audio described. You know, we wouldn't have known that there was a blind character in there. And that's a lot of what, what we talk about in the fundamentals of audio description is people want to know who's there who's on stage who's in the show who's in the commercial because ultimately i think what a lot of people are are hoping to see at some point is somebody like them so seeing a blind character that's like wow that's cool i'm excited about that or seeing an african-american actor and feeling like that's i can relate to this this is great you know they've got diversity in their cast or whatever that's that's what we get from the audio description is that sense of inclusion and participation. So, okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> I'm a little carried away there. But <laughs> that's perfectly fine. You're making some very, very valid points there. Um, I think we all, uh, you know, we all want to identify with someone. You know, or find someone to identify with, maybe is the more correct way of putting it. And, uh, you know, and whether it's in commercial, whether it's in media, um, you know, whether it's just your neighbors, you know, um, we, you know, it's one of the things that I think is interesting about we've gotten so into ACB community and into the term community, not so much the community calls, but the whole term community. And sometimes I wonder if we have a tendency to forget about our global community Mm -hmm. and, you know, in our, our beyond the blindness community kind of thing. And this, I think audio description brings the the whole world back into perspective for us in a in a lot of ways you know with, with, be it a commercial um i remember uh several years ago do you remember there was a commercial i want to say it was Kohler faucets or sears it was one of the other about it was a a blind guy was in to use the bathroom in someone's house 
and it was it had this really cool faucet, you know, something like that. And yeah, it was yeah. just, you know, and, and it was that same type of thing that it was, it wasn't focusing on the fact that he was blind. It was focusing more on how cool this faucet is. And it just happens to be this blind guy who's telling his fr- friend afterward um, how cool it is. And that, you know, that there's so much, I don't know. I guess I got on my soapbox too a bit here on um, that. Sometimes I think we, you know, we, if we don't do things like listen to audio description, we kind of tend to lose our perspective on the, on our global community that we're all a part of. I guess that's what I'm really. That's a nice thought. And, um, trying to Tony, tie Tony's being to awfully quiet, but I'm isn't sure he, he though? Has some thoughts too. It's hard to get a word in edgewise between me well, and Terry. The, <laughs> <laughs> Brian and Frank learned that years ago. <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> um, Tony, but let's let's go into a subject. Back into a subject that's near and dear to Tony's heart. How how happy are you with the donations? We've been very fortunate. You know, the, the main focus this year was uh, out of the gate. Um, we wanted to make the event free for everybody. Uh, people were like, how much is it going to cost? And, and how much, you know, how do I get tickets? Everybody kept asking, how do we get tickets? And we we're like, you know, it's, it's going to be free. We wanted to, we wanted to democratize it. And our hope was to, to really have corporate support help lift us up. And then have individual donations, you know, be be the icing on the cake, as it were. But um, but yeah, we've raised to date over fifty three hundred dollars in individual gifts, which we're very fortunate for everybody. Uh, a few a few large size gifts, um, but all in all, a lot of a lot of smaller ones as well. You know, people giving you know ten here and ten there. And uh, our corporate sponsorship was at sixty one five, sixty one thousand five hundred dollars. So that's that's I'd say is a huge success. Yeah. Um, we, we cleared the benchmark for what fundraising says is a good gala, right? What you spend versus what your return on your, you know, your, the project is. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, and, that, and the, the donations we expect will be coming in because, uh, as, as I mentioned, this will be on the Peacock streaming platform where it can reach so many more people just, you know, browsing around. Peacock has this thing where it says, you might also like this. So, like, if you go to, the, to our event on the Peacock, and you, you, almost, you might also like this. Uh, you know, other ideas like the Thanksgiving Day parades coming That's on, right. and other things that are happening. So, um, you know, we we know that people are just going to find us and be like, "Oh, what is this?" And then they're going to start it and kind of, you know, uh, be like, "What is it?" And, and skip through and see images of Jason Momoa or you know other famous celebrities on, and maybe catch their, their attention and be like, "Oh, this this could be interesting." So, uh, absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you. I went on, just for the heck of it, I went on Facebook, this, uh, not Facebook, Google this afternoon and put in, um, I think I think I put it in as ACB a Audio Description Awards Gala. And in 0.61 seconds, more than 722,000 responses came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, you know, it, it definitely... One of the things that was most exciting was how it went viral, um, and partly due to the, the celebrity appeal. I mean, we we really lucked out with um, people like we have to thank Joe Strecce, who's a producer uh, for film producer, and he's blind himself, worked with AFB for years, 
Um, but he also consulted on the movie Daredevil, uh, the mm-hmm. Ben Affleck film, uh, and um, the, uh, the the TV series as well. So he got to know Charlie Cox, who was on the TV series, has played Daredevil. For folks who know Daredevil is a Marvel superhero who is blind. Um, he's blinded by this radioactive sort of sludge. <laughs> As, as all good comic book series that there's always some something radioactive causes slime or sludge or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so he plays the blind superhero and, and uh, Charlie was, was willing to come on. And there's a whole group of fan base that he has called save daredevil people that want him to sort of rise again as daredevil and, and come back. And they went, they went, they were ecstatic about it. It was so exciting to meet people that, you know, aren't tied to the blindness community at all. But they got behind Charlie when they found out he was going to be on this gala, and and were they they themselves raised over six hundred dollars in giving, like just by crowdsource funding, you know, themselves promoting it and and helping us get the word out. So, you know, thanks to the Save Daredevil people, wherever you are in the world, um, <laughs> That's right? And, and it, it, you know, so it was exciting that, and we were getting the the, the celebrities, you know, um, Eric Weinmeier, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. who. Uh, uh, you know, climb Mount Everest. He promoted it for us. Um, Lex Gillette, Amin Farid, Ahmed Farid, the sports commentator for NBC Sports, who was on the program. Um, you know, these people that that have huge, you know, sixty thousand, you know, and more uh, followers were just really generous. And Apple and the networks tweeting out and support. So yeah, so it definitely we had more visibility. I think the past week globally, like I said. Uh, earlier than I think ACB has really ever had in its history, which is kind of a, a humbling thing to think you're part of something that reached so many people. Earlier in the week, we we were in uh, Variety, and Variety's like the the newspaper, mm. the New York Times of, yeah, the, the, of, of the entertainment yeah, industry. York, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, know, I saw the everybody article, reads the, it. Yeah, I, I, I did look at that this, today too. Yeah, in Variety, oh, it was a lot of work. Jen, Jennifer Flatter, new communications manager. I think it shows the the power that can come when you get someone on dedicated bandwidth that can focus in on, on appropriate, like real communications marketing. And that it, there is a science to it. And we were so excited that Jennifer just, just latched onto this event and had everything in order. We had, you know, her and Kelly Gask, our, our graphic designer and social media uh, sort of specialist uh, on our staff, uh, you know, just did a fantastic job of uh, coordinating. That's, that's a lot of the hurting the cats too, is getting other people to help, amplify what you're doing and reach a broad audience so that was exciting and like i said it went all the way literally across the world to australia so yeah uh, it is amazing <laughs> i i well, had we a, do have an aha moment because um when i heard charlie cox talk i said he's british I, 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 because he, he doesn't have a British accent when he's daredevil. That's the only time I've seen him is I said, I was totally surprised that he was British. It was like, I don't know how they actors do that, but somebody who might be able to comment on that is uh, Satana, um, who was one of the presenters last night who just joined you, um, Terry. So she, uh, she, she was, and she hey, presented Satana. with, with uh with charlie cox so they, they were, were a great there. dynamic duo yeah they were, were very thank you yeah. hi, was, uh, hi terry how are you we're doing well tonight i'm so glad you were able to join us oh thank you it was so much fun to uh present and, and be a part of the first gala 
And uh, Kim, I had that same reaction. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, well, I clearly didn't do my homework. <laughs> right. That's how I felt. Like, how did I miss that one? <laughs> yeah, the only interviews I, that I looked at with him before, um, before that day were not on YouTube. They were all just articles that I read. And so mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention and just didn't connect the dots and didn't look at Wikipedia and just was like, oh, you're British. Okay, then. <laughs> you, you two had a great rapport together, though. I like the way you all played off each other. Yeah, you did. It was really nice. Yeah. It was a very nice touch. We and worked I, it out. And I have to say, Doug Rowland deserves a lot of credit. He was just so great to work with as a producer and uh, so much fun. And you were also part part of the awards committee, Satana, which is something we haven't really talked about too much, Terry. But, you know, Joel Snyder was the chair for the awards committee. And and we're really thankful for all their work behind the scenes because it really, um, you know, they 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 had a, a, a mighty task in front of them to identify really the best of the best. For the first year, we wanted to not just give out like the best of this for the year and the best of that, but, you know, the best uh, comedic. Uh, you know, uh, voiceover actor narration or something like that. Right. Um, you know, those type of awards might come down the road, but it really was who, whose shoulders do we all stand on now? And, and well done in that committee, you and the rest of the committee, Satana did wonderful work at bringing the, the group, a slate of really outstanding winners. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I, I know you were on the, uh, the oversight committee there too. The committee that we were sort of the subcommittee, you were the, mm-hmm. The planning committee that was put together with Will Butler was the the chair from uh, Will Butler, vice president from uh, Be My My Eyes. Eyes. Exactly. And Tony, I wanted to thank you for mentioning the ADNA because I think that, you know, ACB works a lot on the consumer side of things. And the ADNA certainly works along those lines too, but I think that they are also really trying hard to lift the excellence of it from the professional space. And, and that's a really valuable thing to do. Well, we, we, wanted to, I mean, we wanted to remind ourselves that, I mean, A, we're not the only ones out there doing it. I mean, we're, ACB is very fortunate that the audio description project, you know, if you Google audio description, we're one of the groups that comes up first, but there's other people out there that, that we work with on the sidelines, or sometimes we have a chance to have our spheres cross and, um, and yeah, so it was great to learn more about the ADNA because I wasn't too familiar with them, but we were, we're definitely thankful for them. And, you know, we, you know, Carl thanked the, the uh, Television Academy. Um, you know, we've got the Oscars. We, we had to, I, I had to really engage with the Oscars just to get licensing to show the Oscars clip. They were very helpful. But uh, again, we were worried about the box, the robots that were on YouTube shutting us down. And, uh, you know, it, these larger organizations and, and associations, you know, the Voiceover Society. Of, is it of America or just the Voice Over Society, mm-hmm. uh, Boza? They're uh, giving so an lost. award out for. Yeah, yeah. Society of uh, Voice Arts an, and Sciences, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. So yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be giving an award out for, I think, is it audio description, Satana? Are you familiar with it? I know Roy was telling me about it. Roy yeah, they've got something. multiple categories. They've got uh, best description uh, in broadcast media, they've got best live description. Um, I thought there was a third category and it's just escaping me at the moment, but yeah. those are the two. But just that, yeah, it's, it's, it's matriculating into the mainstream now. And, and too often we know as people who are blind or visually impaired, you know, we don't always get to hang out in the mainstream. We're usually on the sidelines. And so it was exciting to think that, you know, this event was recognizing the fact that, yeah, audio description is uh, mainstream. 
You know, it's, it's something that people, I know people that have tablets in their cars now that listen to audio description as if it's an audio book watching television series when they're driving to and from work where they don't have to look at the screen, but they can hear what's going on and, and, you know, get to experience like game of Thrones is I think described now. Is that right, Kim? You know, some it of the is. large HBO series mm-hmm. and some of these binge watching series, you know, or like Netflix is notorious for stranger things. And Somebody like mentioned you know, people are, Sopranos last night and of yeah, course, the Sopranos, yeah. they should mention Seinfeld, right? Yeah, well, well, somebody did. Yeah. Heather, Some, from somebody did, did something with Seinfeld, yes. didn't they, Tony? <laughs> uh, maybe you might hear someone's voice if you if you hit the AD button right now on Netflix. So, what was that like, Satana, when you got that gig? Was that exciting? Were you just sort of like was it 180 episodes? I mean, was it just a gig for you, or were you like like just sort of because I was a huge Seinfeld fan in the nineties, like I'm sure a lot of us. I'm a Kramer fan. <laughs> and uh my daughter and i did a lot of that together uh because um just the way that the description was done on that was through a particular piece of software and the software is not wholly inaccessible but quite frankly it's just more efficient to have somebody engineering and, and somebody else voicing it's just faster from from my perspective as a blind person and so she uh, was the engineer and I was the voicer. And it was fun because you can see the video scrolling across the screen as you're describing. And so sometimes we'd hit something and she'd go, that's not what's going. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> and, we'd, <laughs> and we'd jump in and we'd rewrite it. <laughs> or, or I'd see something and go, I have no idea what they mean. So we got to have these great discussions because she can see, she's an IRA agent. Uh, her name is Kira. And oh um, yeah, uh, and she writes description as well. She writes educational description. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so we would have these lovely quality controlled discussions and sometimes we could fix it. And sometimes we couldn't because the way the software is developed, there are these time spaces and you can't, you can't change the timing. Once the writers have done their writing, you can go change the words, but you can't change uh the the amount of time that you have to say anything and you can't add a description where there isn't any so if there's a silent space and you wish you could put something in you can't uh, so again this is just one model and one way that description is done it's not a it's not always done that way but yeah Seinfeld was really fun it was done over a long long period of time because they gave us a couple seasons and then they disappeared and then they came back with a couple more and then they disappeared and then they came back with a couple more so and then the pickups rolled in for months after that. We would go a couple months and hear nothing, and all of a sudden we'd get an email. Hey, we want you to fix something on this episode. So uh, even right up until the time that it came out on those last couple of days. So it was a fun project. Well, I am just so delighted that we've had so many of you on tonight. But I know that we've got some people in the um, here in the Zoom room that probably would love to ask a question or two or give us some feedback on their feelings about last night. Katie, um, would you like to just remind folks on raising hands and muting and unmuting? Thanks. To raise your hand, if you have a comment or a question on the computer, it's going to be Alt-Y. On the Mac, it's going to be Option-Y. On your app, it's going to be in the lower right-hand corner. Look for raise hand. And on your landline, star nine. 
to mute and unmute on the computer, it's going to be Alt-A. On the Mac, it's going to be Command-Shift-A. On your app, it's going to be in the lower left-hand corner. And on your landline phone, it's going to be star six. Thank you very much. And while I have a second, um, I do want to thank Katie Lear uh, for hosting for us this evening. And of course, our um, Larry Gassman is streaming for us. And I always want to thank him because he's so faithful to us. And um, if anybody wants to ask a question, give us some feedback on your thoughts about last night. If you want to know any more about making a donation or uh, following it on um, uh, 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 watching it now, uh, please do raise your hand. And why am I? My screen is acting crazy all of a sudden. (laughs) No, I keep seeing a yellow hand, and then it disappears, <laughs> and I have no idea why it's doing it. Um, if someone no, does no, have no their hand up and Terry. they want to, I'm sorry? No hands are up. No, now I'm not seeing it at all, but it was like it was flashing. <laughs> Maybe it was someone applauding. <laughs> <laughs> Clapping hands. <laughs> oh, goodness. But... um I just, you know, again, I can't say enough about this. I think it was so well done. What I do want to ask you um, about is what kind of future do you see for the gala? Uh, Any preliminary plans uh, being tossed around in your heads yet? Not not much rest for the the weary. I'll be uh, uh, November 30th and, and... July 1st up in New York city. Um, we want to hold an in-person event. We're looking between LA and New York because we want to be where media is so they can attend. Um, or at least in, in, you know, places too, that people would want to have a destination to go to. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we're, we're pretty much already starting to think we'll probably pull together. We're doing a, a post, uh, I never want to say post-mortem, but you know, a post, uh, gala meeting, on uh after the week after thanksgiving where really it'll give us a chance to just look feedback what did we learn what what can be stronger and how are we going to transition into an in-person event that will still be recorded and then you know as oftentimes you know some uh, award ceremonies will be recorded and televised later our hope is that we can still find another distribution platform if not nbc peacock again um that will also help us carry the event um you know, after it's sort of an in-person, uh, more proper award ceremony. And I think maybe um, it, just in case somebody didn't have a chance to um, to see the gala last night, it, it is being podcast, so you can get it through the, I think it's the ACB um, event podcast. Um, it's on the YouTube channel. I think Tony mentioned that. It's on Peacock. Um, and you don't have to have a Peacock subscription to be able to see this. It's in a category where they um, it's open. So if you put audio in the search box on the Peacock app, um, the first thing that's coming up um, is our audio description gala. So that's a great way to watch it as well, or on the AD Awards um, gala.org website as well. Yeah, I know that's where I watched it last night was on the AD Awards website. 
I keep wanting to call it the ADA wards or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! And just to throw out again, the the AD Awards Gala website um, does have a donate button if anybody wants to to make a contribution to the audio description project of ACD. Or there's a phone number that Dan made me memorize. So I think I can tell you what it is. It's 888-444-8320. And that's okay. I didn't know whether that was still was if that was just last night or if that's available. No, all I think the time. it's still I think it's still up and running. You know, we we manage it, so I'm sure we're gonna keep it live. I would probably think at least till the end of December in case anybody that sees the the gala wants to make a contribution, but um, for now, I know it still works. So, very good. I think it'll. Yeah, I think it'll be the same number that rolling number for things that we're going to be using now. So it'll morph eventually into the community into something else uh, yeah. for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, oh, Perfect. very good. Good. It's it is a nice easy number to remember too. Yeah, it is. Um, one of our uh, visitors tonight, uh, Beth. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I was just going to ask if, if this number would be a continu- continuous number or, you know, how long it would be running so that if people wanted to donate to the to the gala, they could. Well, yeah, and you got your answer. See, great minds must think alike. <laughs> you, can, you can call that. You can Thank also you. call the yep. national. <laughs> So the national offices. Yeah, our national happy. office during yeah. like business hours and let them know that you'd oh, like yeah. donation to go toward mm-hmm. the gala. But with, there's okay. a great a great team of um of volunteers that are um covering that phone line. So if you leave a message, they'll get right back to you and help you with your, your contributions. So um okay. that's working Sounds really very well. good. Yeah. Thank you. Beth is uh one of our every week listeners I appreciate Beth very much. She's down in New Mexico. Oh. And, uh, calls us by phone every week faithfully. As do many of the people that are on this call tonight. Um, again, I want to thank Kim, Tony, Jolyn, Santana, um, and everyone who has worked on the gala, I congratulate you all on such a wonderful success, especially for an inaugural uh, event like this. You know, people, everybody had to take a chance on whether it was going to work. And obviously it has. And that's fabulous. That's just, it's just it's we've come so far and there's so much more the so much more potential and i think our next generation might be really reaping the benefits of it even more benefits than we are today which is still hard to believe um Terry, but i want to thank all of you i'm sorry it's five of thank you uh-huh. thank you um <laughs> I do have a tendency to run over. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, Terry, thank you for having us on to talk about the the uh, after show and kind of the the 
you know, wrap it up with a nice ribbon and make it a tidy package to just kind of say it was, it was such a great event. And, you know, thinking forward to our next um, AD Gala, it's going to be exciting. It will be. And I think, you know, when you get into different types of awards and uh, that kind of thing, I think that's a different category, you know, other categories in that if you get into that in the future, I think it'll be, it'll just be very, very interesting. And as we've come so far from back in the day when WGBH would spend a fortune to set up a room at the convention with all kinds of speakers and and I, I remember working with Mary and Larry on it back then to get everything set up so that they would bring a new DVD. No, yeah. not DVD, v- VHS. VHS tape. And it was a big thing on Monday <laughs> night was the VH, the video VDS uh, film at convention. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just amazing. But I want to thank all of you. And well, I just I think I still have a minute or two before Larry has to kill me. <laughs> um, I just want to let people know next week, I'm doing something else a little different next week as well. Next week, starting on Friday, after thanks, the day after Thanksgiving, is um, I think most everybody has seen plenty from Leslie Spoon about the ACB Media Holiday Auction. And she's going to be doing an appetizer with about 20 items on Friday and about 20 on Saturday. And then the auction takes place on the rest of it takes place on Sunday, the main event. And she will be on with some of her items next Friday night. And um, you will still be able to call in with bids while she's on the air. Rumor has it that our ACB president may be the one taking your bid um, at that point. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun and I think there'll be a few surprises with it. And so I just want to invite everyone to join me next Friday night because we do need to remember, this is my PBS advertisement here, that so many of our listeners on visibilities are listening on ACB media and this is their major fundraiser of the year. And it's what keeps so many of our streams running. And so I do hope that everyone will join us. It's a great shopping experience. Trust me. I always spend a ton of money on the, on the auctions (laughs) and thank you all. Thank you all again, Kim, <clears throat> Excuse me, Kim, Tony, Satana, Jolyn, um, Katie, Larry, everyone who's helped put this together tonight. And I want to wish you all the most wonderful and sincerest of Thanksgivings. We all have so much to be thankful for this year. Thank you, Terry. And you, I can even say good night because I'm still been at 759. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Take care.